Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown! Kentucky! Victory! Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! His buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you. December 15th, 2023. This is Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker and Justin Kalen. Nick Roush will be here on dad duty to start this morning, so may miss the morning pleasantries just uh, 10 or 20 minutes or so, we would imagine. But he'll be in for your Friday edition of KRC. We're hoping that you're having a great start to your Friday. We made it to the end of the week. Hope you had a great Thursday evening. How could you not? It was an absolutely electric, riveting Thursday night football game. And you were able to go to bed after about uh, uh, eight minutes or so. But anyways, we're going to have a good show. Preview Kentucky versus North Carolina. Get caught up on the Thornton's text line because we're still a little bit behind. And talk about whatever you've got on your mind. Scoots, what's on your mind, buddy? Oh, I'm feeling good. It's Friday. I've got a busy weekend ahead, so I'm a little little hesitant to get to the weekend because I know it's just going to go by so fast. So hopefully today's one of those days that can kind of drag along for me, kind of extend the weekend, if you will. So, But no, overall, I'm, I'm good. I Like you said, after eight minutes, I got to go to bed last night after that football game because it was just a complete blowout, so I got plenty of sleep. I'm feeling good, well-rested. I'm yeah, I've got nothing to complain about this morning. How about you? Yeah, it, it, it kind of, I'm an idiot. I just, live betting giveth and, and take it away. In my little gambling league, Scoots, the Raiders were my lock of the week. You don't have to pick the Thursday night game if you don't want to. You don't have to lock it, certainly. But I locked it. I felt good. I, the the Chargers so banged up, no, don't have their number one receiver, don't have their their number one quarterback coming on into a short week, having to prepare for all those things. The Raiders got healthy defensively, so I just felt like this was a, a really good matchup and a good number for Las Vegas. So I bet them, and it it won. I really like just probably ten minutes in, it was like, okay, well that was good. I'm I'm glad I I, I hit that bet. But once they got up 35 nothing, I was like, all right, I may have to sprinkle some money in on the Chargers because that's a big spread. Oh, the live no. line, once they got up 35 nothing, was 34 and a half, basically asking 
from this point forward, do you think the Chargers outscore the Raiders or do you think the Raiders add to their lead? It was like, no way they're going to add to their lead up 35 to nothing. Well, Scoots, they did. So I ended up not winning any money on, on the evening, despite having such a good feeling for the Raiders. Try to Got a little greedy, tried to, tried to do the double dip, hit the live line there. But that was a beatdown. You don't see 60 points all that often. I'm going to toot my own horn just one more time. Toot, toot. I also picked up the Raiders' defense in my fantasy football wow, playoffs. That was I'm huge. Taking on, I'm taking on the points champion. That, that was be huge. a big upset. 25 points from the Raiders' defense. Two touchdowns. So that was – I went when I went to bed, they were at like 15 or 18, and they still had a shutout. So in my mind, I was like, all right, the Chargers are probably going to score. So that takes away, I think, about six points just like that from a shutout. I think a shutout is like 10 points by itself. If a team scores, you lose six of those points, so it's four points. And it goes down further and for, further the more, more points you get. I figured the Chargers were going to score. And I was like, all right, well, you know, if even if I end up with like 10 points from the defense, because they at that point they had like four fumble recoveries, a couple sacks and all that stuff. If you get 10 points from your defense, you feel pretty solid from it. 25. So the bar has been set, Scoots. If I blow this fantasy football playoff match, if, if you all hear me on Monday coming in and I had somehow lost this game, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be upset about it. Well, you shouldn't and, you shouldn't be, because I mean it seems oh, like it seems like you've already made all the right move to at least to pick up their defense and put them in. So you're off to a good start. I think you have to put trust in the rest of your team and decision making that you did the right thing. That's I, I like your attitude. I, that's the way I'm looking at it. The only other like big move I'm thinking about making is I just cannot in good faith start Tua again. Uh, he has just been as mediocre as mediocre gets from a fantasy perspective. And there's a lot like I, I may pick up Jordan Love. I think he's available potentially. I think he would put up and it's and it's not necessarily about like who you think the better quarterback is. It's just simply who this week do you think is going to put up more fantasy points? I'm going to need all of them that I can get. I'm going against a juggernaut, but I'm like 65 percent chance to win now, according to Yahoo. Wow. After last night's big. Yeah, so the pressure's on. And and that's not a huge number. Like that, you know, he can have a big game from one of his guys and boom, it could go right back to 50-50. And that, you know, that's not totally un- overwhelming, but it is a nice head start for sure. I was I think like the matchup to start, I was a 48% chance to win before any games were played. So the fact just my defense alone swung me 17 points the other way, pretty pretty solid. Percentage points, that is. So uh, it was a good Thursday night. I'm glad you asked, Scoots. We had our KRC Christmas lunch yesterday. It was a real uh, real hodgepodge of, of characters. Some good laughs, no doubt. No, no, Trevor, no call, no show. What? Yeah. He didn't let us know he wasn't coming? Well, he just didn't respond. He just didn't respond. That's unlike him. Same, same, with, same with Dugan. Just no, no, no response from, from those two. But the folks that did show up, we had a good time. We had John Spears there. Intern Jacob showed up. Kind of reminded me of like an episode of Always Sunny where it's just like all the random side characters <laughs> were in an episode, and it, and it made for a good time. Uh, obviously, Roush, myself, Scoots was there, and Corey Price joined us. He was actually the first one there, got us to the table. And I just ho- hope Corey Price was aware of some of John's – like I, I hope – not aware. I think that was maybe the first time they met, but – Corey Price got an up close and personal <laughs> look at John Spears' locker room talk. 
<laughs> it's very true. There were there were some crass things said, not only by him, but by by a majority yeah. of us yesterday. Well, okay, don't lump me in with the rest of, the rest of you heathens. <laughs> and now it's been several times with just some of the stuff Scoots will say to a, a waitress is just like jaw dropping, folks. It's just like whoa, I, Scoots, you take it down a notch, buddy. You're real personable. You're a real friendly fella. Asked her for a box, and you all gave me all kind of guff. Why you gotta be so rude? Like, oh, wait, what? all I do is ask her for a to-go box. That's not how it went down. But, <laughs> but what what happens at the KRC lunch stays at the KRC lunch. I, I'm not going to go into detail about this, but Scoots has a, a new love interest that he no. is just refusing to <laughs> pursue. That like that's wild. I can't really get into all the details with that, but. Uh, there is this woman that has been uh, that has been approaching Scoots, and Scoots isn't even giving her the time of day. No. I don't think you even want to have a nine-year-old kid that you can go golfing with, Scoots, because you know you got to meet a love interest first. I can I mean, what? Huh? I can't have kids without a love interest. It's a gray area on that answer. <laughs> Yes, yes, and no. But you would at least need to be with a, a woman. I guess that's true. I mean, there's other ways as well, but I, I think just from a financial standpoint, that may be your best bet. <laughs> and here you have. I find out yesterday, and I, I, I think Scoots may be a bigger ladies' man than he even lets on, folks. I know everybody <laughs> knows he kills it with the ladies, but it could be even more. There's there's even more there than than people realize. Just like, imagine if I good... still had my con- confidence from 2009. Whew. Oh my heavens! The world be, would be in trouble. Yeah, it really would be. <laughs> I'm glad that I would be not on the market with you. you you'd take <laughs> you'd take them all. Uh, but no, it was a great time. It was fun to see everybody, and we played some Kino. Uh, we lost. We lost. We did. This was fun, good though. Time, though. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. It was a nice little Thursday, and then, yeah, the, the, the game stunk, but at least betting can always make things a little bit more interesting. And you can bet that we're going to get to the Thornton's text line today, 502-414-1450. You text in. We'll read it on air. There's a Thornton's pretty much on every block in Louisville because why wouldn't there be? It's the best gas station, convenience store, whatever – whatever you want to lump it into or whatever you use it for. I, I, my dad the other day went and got donuts from Thornton's. Uh, fresh fruit. If you want a big old 32-ounce soft drink, only 89 cents is at Thornton's. And download that app. They uh, want you to save money at the pump, 5, 10, 15 cents. It just depends. So check them out. Download that app today and text on in. We'll get to a few morning grab-and-go texters. Speaking of, real quick, though, TJ, speaking of, you, you mentioned yeah. betting. At lunch yesterday, Spears told us, I don't, I don't know if he told you, but he, he told at least well, told hold me. On, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't know what you're going to say, but if you're going to say something regards to a hot tip that he told, yeah. let's just let's not bring don't bring that up. No, 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 nope. not 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 that hot tip. So he told us he was all over Toronto minus one okay. and a half in terms of hockey last night. I, I checked the score before I go to bed because I followed him on it. I was like, oh, he's never really he's never really big on hockey. So if Spears is on a hockey game, I'll, I'll go on it with him. Check the score before bed. Toronto was losing five nothing. <laughs> check so he's the, wrong. But I did check the score this morning, and they somehow got it to overtime and lost six to five. But yeah, down five nothing. I was like, good the, God, down five nothing and forced overtime. Pretty yeah, electric. That, that game. is pretty electric. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, no, we'll, we'll get to some of the other betting stuff a little bit later on in the show. Uh, but no, that's uh, that, that sounds about right. Spears losing a bet. No, <laughs> no, no big, no big surprise there. And then today's going to be his last show noon to one on big exports radio. And then he's out and, until Christmas because Bellerman plays on the road in, in Utah. So he'll be, he'll be out on the road. Uh, his wife is doing like a mission trip, kind of like a church trip to India. And we were talking about it at, at, at the Christmas lunch yesterday. And Roush was like, Oh, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. That sounds pretty expensive for Indy though. And we were like, well, no, I mean, it's like, you got to travel around the world and it's two weeks. And like, it's like, yeah, but just for two hours away. <laughs> he thought it was in Indianapolis, <laughs> not India, the country. John was like, why would he be taking a mission trip to Indianapolis? That was before beer for what it's worth. <laughs> <laughs> a morning grab and go texter. John here. Good TGIF morning, everyone. This game is very important. And without a doubt, we must find a way to get a victory. Give me Shepard as the MVP. Plus, I believe you will play and the Cats will win by six. Tell me how high you rank this game and if it is a must win because of seeding purposes. We'll get to go have a great weekend. Cat you later. Okay, John, again, with hyperbole, no, of course it's not a must win. Uh, under any definition of it being a must win, is this is not one of those. But that's to say, John, like we want UK to start winning these big games again. Uh, again, it's like a little hyperbole because Kentucky has won these big games, Scoots. Like it, it's not that they haven't happened even with Kentucky not having the March runs that we would have liked since the pandemic, Kentucky still has won big games in that stretch. It's just, it hasn't been nearly as consistent. It's basically 50, 50, maybe even a little bit below 50, 50 in these big games where in the early John Calipari era, it was closer to like 75% in those big games. You, you felt good about it. You and your friends playing these whether trips to the games or watch parties or house get togethers or whatever it may be. Cause you just felt like it was going to be a happy afternoon. Kentucky was going to win and everything was going to be hunky dory, but lately hasn't been as consistent. And that's why that Kansas game kind of bugged me. Cause that's a big game. Kentucky should have won that one. This is a big game and I think Kentucky should win it. So go out there and win it. But if they don't, no, it's not the end of the world. UK could still get a one seed. Kentucky could still get a two seed. Kentucky could, you know, they'd still certainly be in line for a three seed. You'd have a ton of time to make up a big win, but you want to take advantage of them when you get them. You do only get so many of them, even if you do have several more down the road. You want to take advantage of the ones you get. I think Kentucky's better than North Carolina. It's on a neutral floor. It's not like you're going into a hostile road environment. This isn't these freshmen's first big game. They've got enough, you know, they've, they've played against Miami. They played against Kansas. They've lost against UNC Wilmington. They've, they, they're, they're not sophomore seniors or juniors or anything like that, but they've, they've, they're a little bit more experienced than they were in the Kansas game, and I expect that to show. Scoots, they should just win this game. I think it's as simple as that. Yeah, I mean, I think so, too. I, I've watched North Carolina, what, two, three times now, and nothing they do really blows me away. And, yeah, Baycott's good, but 
outside of Baycott, I don't really – I'm not a believer in a whole lot of their players. They're decent little players. They, I would take them on Indiana, no question about it. But I just – I don't know that they have the star power, talent, athleticism, all the above as Kentucky. And and you mentioned the freshmen. They, they've started to really come together. They're playing better. And, and that that's expected as the season goes on. Younger players start to figure out the system and whatnot. So I, I do. I, I think Kentucky wins this game. What's the line? Do we have a line yet? It'll come out today most likely. Probably not until later this afternoon. And I don't know what the line would be. My guess is maybe UNC like two and a half. Oh, you think they'll be favored? Yeah, I would guess. Uh, I think they would be slight favorites, but it, it could end up being close to a pick or mm-hmm. maybe even a pick at tip-off. Um, but, yeah, I think so. I don't think you're going to see a bunch of points one way or another in this one. And and maybe Kentucky, if Kentucky was like a two-point favorite. I guess I wouldn't be shocked, but I think it'd go the other way. Oh, if game's at guessing. 530? Hell yeah. And really probably not closer till 6 because it's the second game in the CBS Sports Classic. Oh, that's awesome. I have a midway game tomorrow at 3, so that'll be good listening on the way home. Ohio State-UCLA starts at 3, and then they have to have, like, what, a 20-minute, 30-minute shoot-around after that game ends. So they're anticipating that game ending right at 5, and then, you know, you get that 20-30 minute shoot-around. Probably won't really go that way, especially UCLA and Mick Cronin. They're they're the type of team that just doesn't give up. Like they could be down eleven with seven seconds left, and they're still fouling because it's just dumb and a waste of time. So yeah, the UK game probably wouldn't be closer till about six. But Scooch, we're gonna break down the UK UNC game. I mean, we can get into it right now because we're already talking about it. Normally, we do goofy and silliness in this opening segment, but it, it's it's not totally unsimilar to the the Kansas game where like they're they're more experienced they're they've got a better big guy than Kentucky does that big guy's probably going to have a pretty big game although UK does have a seven footer they didn't have a seven footer against Hunter Dickinson they may have two seven footers uh not impossible I guess they could have three if we heard like big Z news today but I would not bank on that I'm not falling for big Z news ever again (laughs) If there's any rumblings that he's going to be cleared, I'm just going to zip my mouth shut and I'll bring it up once it's officially official. But UK is going to have big guys, so that is, at least is a difference. But UNC will have a little bit of an advantage there. They're probably going to have a good chance to win the rebounding numbers, but it shouldn't be totally drastic. And then Bacot, just like Dickinson, he could be able to get UK's front line in a little bit of foul trouble, which would not be ideal if that were to happen. But he has the propensity to foul too, though. We got to yeah, remember he can, that. But he gets he gets a beneficial whistle from the officials, and he kind of knows how to play some of the goofiness that is the uh, just some of the the flailing, how to the yelling, some of the things that the officials fall for. He knows how to. He's been in college basketball for like 16 years. He he knows what works and what doesn't work. He's a good player though, so he's going to be a handful. The uh, a difference though, while that's similar to Kansas, a difference is I think UNC's better from the perimeter than Kansas was. You could get away with a few defensive breakdowns against Kansas, and they just miss shots. Now, of course, Dewan Harris, who I don't think's made a three since that UK game, and that's a joke. I think he has made some threes. But he what he hit like six in the UK game, five in the UK game, four in the UK game, however many it was. Uh, besides that, you could get away with some of their wings and other guards missing outside shots. UNC probably you're not going to get as fortunate. They can they can hit outside threes. 
they're not amazing. They're not, I think they only have two guys, three guys that are shooting over 30% from outside, but I think they'll, they'll make, they'll punish you a little bit more offensively than Kansas will. That to say, I think you got them backwards. What? I think you got Kansas, North Carolina backwards. No, I mean, I certainly don't, and I watch a lot more college <laughs> basketball than you. So let me continue. And then defensively, UNC is significantly worse than Kansas. Like, UNC is going to have a very, very, very tough time guarding UK's guards. And similar to Calipari, Davis doesn't zone. So I don't – you may see, like, there's a chance he could throw it out there for a possession or two just to switch things up. But it, I would be surprised if you saw any zone. So they're gonna have to go man against all of UK's guards, and they're gonna they're gonna have a tough time. So this should be a high scoring game. This should be offensive oriented. Uh, if if UNC were to try to slow it down, which I don't think they would, that would be okay because I think Kentucky could get them in the half court as well. I know there's some quotes yesterday. They got people all worked up again in the UK basketball realm. We'll get to those here in a little bit, but it should be a fast paced, high scoring game and. UNC is going to have a tough time guarding Kentucky. They should, unless Kentucky just comes out and completely lays an egg. UK has a big – I think they've got a big guard and wing advantage here, Scoots. They've got a big athleticism advantage, and I think that's what this comes down to. North Carolina does have some athletic guards, but not with the speed that Kentucky's guards do. So I, I really think speed and athleticism are going to be the story of this game, which – if that's the case, I, I give the slight lean to Kentucky, especially if they're if they're outrunning. I, I don't I've mentioned this early in the season and it has improved slightly since I've said it, but I just I don't think this Kentucky offense is a great half court offense team. So the the more they can get out and run, get easy transition buckets, I just I think that'll go a long way for them in this game. Yeah, I don't want Kentucky in the half court right. as much because it's a little bit tougher, but UNC is not a great half-court defensive team. They're not a great defensive team, whether it's getting up and down and running, but when they're doing that, they're at least getting baskets on the other end. But when they lost to UConn, UConn made it a half-court game, and UNC was also bad defending in the in the half-court. Well, and um, that's, that's a situation, too, where Bradshaw could potentially help in the half-court. I, I haven't really paid attention too much to the offense Kentucky's ran in the half-court when Bradshaw's in the game, so maybe that is an area that he changes it, and they, there are, they are able to be a little more effective in terms of that tomorrow, so we'll, we'll just have to see. But I, I do agree, North Carolina's got their hands full defensively. Yeah, and it's. And I don't think you're like. I don't think either team's gonna really try to make it, or uh, I don't think either team's gonna try to slow down. I think UNC is gonna try to run, and I think Kentucky, hopefully, Cal is gonna be willing to to run with them. Chuck Martin, he did the media opportunity yesterday for UK, and he was talking about you gonna you gonna Kingsley Onyenzo, and had another quote about. Post play scoots, trying to slow the, not necessarily slow the game down, but he he referenced that if you're going to have bigs, you're probably going to do a little bit more post up stuff, which is true. I mean, it's just when you don't have somebody to throw it into the post to, you're not going to throw it into the post. If you do have somebody to throw it into the post to, well, you you are. And I was wrong. It wasn't Chuck Martin. It was Bruiser Flint. And Bruiser Flint, the, the exact quote was, I think we will play a little bit different in terms of our speed. When you add bigs, you post up more. 
Hmm. So he did reference the speed. And people don't love hearing that. I would just say we have to, I guess, let's see. And if UK really slows things down and tries to become feeded into the five on the block oriented, then we'll have a problem. And I, I think criticism and complaining will be warranted. It's just I don't think it's really worth the time to complain over the quote until we see it. I don't think really anybody's anticipating Uganda getting a ton of minutes tomorrow. I do think we'll see him. As I said yesterday, we had that. Roush said no. I said yes. But I don't think he'd get a ton of minutes, Scoots, if we even if we do see him. Anything over ten would be a little bit it would be very surprising. To me. Well, he, that that's an advantage for Kentucky though because he's got five fouls. So if you do yeah, want if you do want to make this game physical in terms of Baycott down low, he's that's five fouls to give. Go in there and just hack him. I totally agree, and you do need to be physical with Baycott. And two, like again, you know, if if he if Bacot goes to the bench, I think the guy their backup five is averaging like four or five minutes a game. He is not good. So yeah, it could be a bigger advantage if you if UK does try to play physical inside and just see if you can get a couple cheap ones on him on the other end. I just I'll believe that when I see it, but maybe that's just like a scored Kentucky fan coming out there. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, in my opinion, the game Saturday will define the season. I mean, that's just a wild take, Plumley Bro. <laughs> but that's what you're known for. You wouldn't be a Plumley Bro without the wild takes. This game on Saturday, I don't think, defines the season, but let's hear out the rest of the text. If we win, then maybe we are a true contender, but if we lose, we're going to be on this path of, well, you know, maybe this team will lose and our bracket will open up. This is supposed to be the year with Cal's sort of players. Don't want to spend another season hyping up next year's potential roster. Enough already. You're just a hot take machine, and at times it's hard to take you seriously. Kentucky needs to get back to winning these big games more consistently but if they lose on a last-second shot, Plumley, bro, you think the attention is going to be turned to next season's roster? That's, a, that's of course, ridiculous. Uh, Texter says, did she give Scoots the to-go box? Yes, to-go boxes were delivered. <laughs> and I did apologize. A Texter says, morning, fellas. I can't wait for tomorrow night's game. It will be right in the middle of Christmas with my mother-in-law Divorced holidays suck. Luckily, it's at my house, so I can plow through bourbon and watch the game while drama swirls all around. Think Rob has a day, and Bradshaw and Mitchell are too much for the tar holes. Cats by seven. The in-laws are divorced, I should clarify. So are both of them going to be there? Oh, just my mother-in-law. Well... I, I would need more detail about oh, John and Lake Forest. That's what the JNLF stands wow. for. Wow. I don't know how you figured that out. I was sitting here racking my brain. I could not figure out what that stood for. Interesting, John and Lake Forest. It, it's just her and she's just coming over? That doesn't sound so bad. <laughs> and you're in, like you said, you're at your house. You're going to have the game on. You can have access to your own bar as you please. It like, sounds like there's a million worse scenarios there. At least you're not going to be on the freaking Polar Express <laughs> in French Lick, Indiana, John. If I hear my mom sing the hot chocolate I've got it Polar Express song one more time, Scoots. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you've heard. You know the song. I don't. I've never seen Polar Express. What? Never. I'm kind of like Roush. He, he said he wants. he's never seen it either, and he wants to wait to watch it with his kids. I mean, I'm kind of in the same boat. 
Like if I had my niece over one day or whatever watching her, I'd maybe put it on. But yeah, I don't I don't want to watch it by myself. We will definitively put that on tonight just to kind of get it in her brain one more time. I want to see I'm already sick of it. I want to see the magic through kids' eyes. You know? Okay. Okay. That's enough of that's quite <laughs> enough of that. Uh, Texter says Plumley text was the worst. He's already not enjoying this team. So odd. Yeah, there's so many people like that out there that are just like on. I'll be I will be bummed if they lose to North Carolina. Make no mistake about it. And I may even be slightly critical if that were to happen. But I, this team is going to be really good. I. DJ Wagner's been back for one game since his injury. Aaron Bradshaw will be playing game three. This will be Uganda's first game back. We knew chapter two was going to be pretty rocky and choppy. And so if it's not total, like if the recipe's not tasting delicious right now, it does need more time to, to cook. But when it cooks, I just cannot see this team not being good. I, 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 can't, I can't see it happening. Like Bradshaw's got his second college game ever. He just kind of dominated with a double double. He hasn't played like he's played with these guys, but very little. He hasn't been able to. He's been hurt. And he goes in there, not totally meshed with the team, and he just puts up a double double like that in like kind of a tricky, weird, random game away from Rupp Arena. I don't expect him to dominate Pacat, but what's he going to do in game three? And then what's he going to do in game 30? or, you know, 25 or whatever the numbers would work out. This team's going to be really good. But if you want to kind of hate watch throughout the season, nobody's going to stop you. We need to take our, well, I'll read one more grab and go texture here. Breaking the, well, Sean, we sent this one in already. Eh, yeah, we already, we sent that one in, but we'll read it. Uh, the University of Louisville parts ways with embattled coach Kenny Payne and hires Jack Harlow's interim head coach. I know I'm a little green, but I learned a lot on the set of White Man Can't Jump remake, and we may... Not make the tournament, but I can guarantee the halftime shows will be fire. It's a good, it's a solid one, Shano. I don't think Jack Harlow is going to be the interim head coach, though. I think Louisville fans would take know. it. <laughs> Get more. Sean's right about Shano's right about it. Getting more butts in the seat. I'll give him like really. You could have fun with this if you were U of L. They weren't. They they're not going to though. Mike Rutherford's can. By the way, I think Kenny Payne gets let go today. I think today is the day. Today is the day. It wasn't yesterday. I think he gets let go today. Mike is pretty convinced that Nolan Smith is going to be named the interim head coach. I guess if you're looking for like a little fire from the sidelines and somebody who's probably going to give good quotes and press conferences to try to like rally the fan base, I, I guess I can see it coming from. Before Kenny Payne had ever coached a game like battling with them, saying, why are you tweeting negative stuff? Just kind of loser things that assistant coaches shouldn't be doing. And that kind of rubs me the wrong way that he would be named the interim head coach. You could have a lot of fun with that. I mean, you could bring in Peyton Siva and let him do it. You 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 could you could bring in somebody that would have mean a, a little bit more to than a guy who was just trying to bail for any G League job he could get two months before the season started. Well, and that's what I'm thinking. Do the players even respect Nolan Smith? Are they going to play harder for Nolan Smith than they are for Kenny Payne? I doubt it. it. And the truth is, it doesn't matter. Like, they're not going to the tournament. No. They're not going to win. It doesn't matter if you put me or you as the head coach. Like, you're not doing this from, like, who who's going to make this team the most competitive. I mean, ideally, I guess you'd like that. But, like, this team is not a good basketball team. So if I was U of L, I would look at it as like, how can we get the most butts in the seats the rest of the way? 
Like, who can be entertaining? And yes, if you can make the team better along the way, that would be great. But the that's what we said all season. It's like, they're not doing anything to make this roster better. It's a bad roster. They're not getting good players in the transfer portal. They beat out literally nobody for Karan Davis. Like, they put together a bad team. So whoever the coach is, it really doesn't matter. I just don't love the idea of, like, rewarding Nolan Smith, who has been nothing but mostly a disaster since he's been at L. But I certainly don't care because I'm not a L fan. Uh, but it does seem like I think today is going to be the day. The thing is, that- is th- I feel like this Louisville team does have the pieces to to win a few games. For the the one thing for me though, it starts with effort. So if you can get a coach that comes in and just has them play hard, play like they want to be there, I think that can go a long way for Louisville. Because w- if you've watched them this season, they just don't play hard. They don't hustle. Nobody acts like they want to be out there. So if you can get a coach to come in and have that mindset, get them to just play hard. It'll go a long way for Louisville. I hear you, buddy. Let's go to our first commercial break. Get your text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Surprise, Roush isn't here yet, so hope everything's going well with him. And we will take our first break. Come back, get to more texts on the Thornton's text line. Talk more about not a a wild night in college basketball, but it is going to be a good weekend for college basketball. We can preview that. Talk more transfer portal with UK football. Bulls are going to start before you know it. Big NFL week as well. Don't go anywhere. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself! There's the, the dumb and dumber drop. Welcome back, Corey Price. Was that Corey Price or was that the actual quote there, Scoots? That that was the actual quote. Oh, okay, that wasn't the audio from yesterday. No. Okay. How'd you know sounded that was just like how'd you know that was coming? Sounded just like Corey Price. Welcome back. Kentucky roll call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Roush has joined us now. Uh, and I don't normally comment on the commercials. A little shout out to the Detroiters, but Scoots, I I don't think I'd heard that wooded view or wooded wooded view, right? Yeah. Off car, the the gift your, cards, your, your gift cards for wooded view, right? Correct. I just made it last it's, week. Actually, did I? Was it this week? No, late last week I made that one. Yeah, I feel like I hadn't heard it before. Uh, did you say in the ad read that it's more than just a little gift card? I said it's more. What did I say? It's oh, I used to have the paper. I threw it away yesterday. Uh, it's more, more than a, a little. Yeah, I think it was something along those lines. I don't know. Whatever I said, they sent it to me. They sent me like the first fifteen seconds to get me started, and then I did the filler for the rest of the commercial. But that was their line. Okay, gotcha. not mine. It just made me, it made me smile because like I don't think anybody thinks a gift card is just the the, the piece of plastic. It's just like woo. 
It's more than Woo! a little present. Yeah, I can't remember what I said. Dang it. Yeah, well, it's good. I liked it though, and it makes me want to go. It makes me want to go play that course. Uh, who doesn't want to sponsor with the Big X? When you when you like, they didn't think we were going to be talking about it on air, and here we are. Always nice presents. Uh, Roush is wearing a Santa hat. You have any presents for us, Roush? Oh, oh. he left again. I think he's having computer issues. I, I don't get what's wrong because everything is fine. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he looks fine. There he is again. Everything looks okay. There, Hey, can you try talking? <laughs> I don't think he hears you. Uh, I think that's probably the issue is he's not getting not getting the audio. But uh, where but is, we, we can hear him. Where does like, Blue Santa Claus? I know I, I couldn't hear you all. There we oh, go. There you are. And I it, it, I don't know what's going on. Like my headphones aren't wanting to work. Uh, check check one two ten thirty four seventy eight. I'm just very frustrated. Well, this Boy. is really this is what we like to do on live radio. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and, he, and I even did the thing too where I got everything set up at like 650. So I would just walk right in and be ready. And then, of course, it just freezes. And yeah. So that was fun. But um, you know what? I'm coming in strong because I kind of agree with Plumley, bro. Stop. Just quit. Quit. Yep. You, yep. you, but you and you, Plumley, bro, are birds of a feather. You're that portion of the fan okay. base. Okay. Okay. Here's, here's why, TJ. Here's why. First and foremost, like, I just win win big games. Like that's you need to I, win big games. I agree. This is this is one of them. This is one that people really care about. You have to win this. You know why you have to win it, TJ? Did you know every team, every John Calipari team that's won a game in Atlanta has gone to the Final Four? <laughs> Boom. So if you win, you're going to the Final Four. Easy peasy. That's all. You, that's all you that have is- to do. It is a pretty interesting stat. Uh, I did not realize that, but that's, I agree that like, yes, we want to win this game. It's important. We should like, we should be disappointed if they don't win, but just to think that it changes anything like from the season outlook, I don't think it's true. I actually would be more upset if they lost this game than losing to UNC Wilmington. Like I, you know, I, I, it's weird. I don't have a good reason why, but like this game, I, I just, it, it just really matters a lot. I I, I mean, I'm just tired. The, the whole showing up to the big dance and then getting left and dumped at the Outback, like, I'm tired of it, all right? It's go to the Texas Roadhouse and, and, and have a good time and go to the dance instead of getting dumped at the Outback. <laughs> what, 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 is, what is going on? <laughs> i i uh i, I want to win i'll be bummed if they don't win but they they're implementing another seven footer for the first time it's the other seven footers third game you're starting point guard hell only had one game since injury although he should be you would hope at 100 percent. so i don't think that's as big as uh as an excuse I, there just are some like things where no this isn't probably going to be a totally complete uk team on saturday but all the same they should win the game i'm going to put probably a little bit of coin on kentucky to win the game i feel good about their chances to win the game i just not going to sell any march stock if they don't now if they got beat by like 40 then okay this is something something's up here but mm-hmm. I, that's not going to happen so it's uh I will say, though, I think the fan base, I mean, you you get people like the Plumley bro, and that's okay. I mean, I've been critical at times this season as well. But I do think the fan base as a whole, Roush, gave like a pass for that UNC Wilmington loss more so than 
more so than they normally do, which tells me that, yeah, like, I think yeah. people see the big picture with this team. They can excuse a little ugliness here or there. But I do think you're probably going to see a pretty negative reaction if they well, if they don't win tomorrow. Especially I, because this is the kind of team that Kentucky should perform well against. They don't play any defense. They want to get up and down, right? Like, I mean, this is – Yep. This is made for Kentucky to have some success. And yes, of course, North Carolina is playing with a bunch of 27 year olds, right? Like that, it's, it's a bunch of old guys. I could, I pulled up their stat leaders. It was like, wait, RJ Davis can still play college basketball? Um, He's him, good. He's him good. Baycott been there forever. Uh, Ingram's been the one that's come on as of late that's been, um, I uh, di- didn't really expect, but uh, it, it is very much of the traditional mold, right? Like, oh, Junior year of college, like the, the lights are really turning on uh, for that kid. Uh, but like Kentucky's, Kentucky's got a bunch of pros on their team. Does North Carolina has a bunch of really good college players? You should be able to beat them. I mean, plain and simple. I don't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, you know, I, I think you're summing it up pretty perfectly. And uh, Harrison Ingram was a guy on the transfer portal. I, I I think Kentucky like at least reached out. I don't think it extended anything beyond that if they even did reach out, but I think they did. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm intrigued by this player. He has been a nice piece. He is he is kind of like a Darius Miller type for UNC, where he can really be a mismatch problem for opposing teams. He's six seven and he's got a good build to him, but he can take people outside as well and then just go bang on inside. I've just like he's somebody that you should be worried about, Roush, but mm-hmm. I just think it's like a dream matchup for a dude with the arrow. Like a dude likes contact. Yeah. So all right, you want to be physical. And Ingram, I think, is a little bit more experienced than a dude with the arrow, but not by a great deal. Like I, I think that's a good I just think the matchups set up pretty well for Kentucky. RJ, they now their guards are not small guards. They're not like five. I think they're six foot, six one, six two ish. They're not like six four though. Uh, so they're they're kind of smaller guards, and they're really tough to defend. Davis is really hard to to defend. Um, but I just think like Elliot could could do could do. He's a worse. He's a worse version of. He's a worse version of what everything every like what UK has at every spot in the backcourt. He'd be UK's like fifth best guard, sixth best guard, I think. So like, all right, you got to win that matchup. You got to win that matchup in a big way. Davis is going to put up points, but he couldn't guard a boat tied to a dock. Now the waves can kind of make it like move a little bit, but I think his ankles would get broken. They're going to, like, I, you know, I hate, I almost hate how much I like the matchup for Kentucky. It probably means I'm going to get my, my feelings. It means I'm probably like viewing this a little wrong, but it's a good matchup for UK. It is. And I think UK is going to have a tough time guarding UNC from time to time. And UNC is going to have some easy shots and easy possessions, but I agree with everything you're saying, Roush. Yeah, how, was your, how was your Thursday? Do you have a, a how's what's up? It, it was nice. I, I enjoy. I had a lot of time with a little uh, KRC, uh, KRC Christmas. That was nice. Although it's one of those things that I didn't realize how full I was until I left, and like I couldn't move. Like I, something about that place. You just you start snacking on some apps, and you just oh man, I was uncomfortably full. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was otherwise. Uh, you know, I just I kind of sucked on a candy cane, tried to walk it out a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, good night. 
no, no complaints other than when everybody went out, um, it was like no Justin Herbert, no Keenan Allen, no Josh Jacobs. I was like, oh, I'll just take the under. This will be a terrible game. The Raiders scored zero points last week, and then they scored sixty three. Yeah, or whatever. I was gonna ask you. The under didn't hit. I was gonna ask you that, TJ. Do you and now Larouche is here? That's got to be the most points scored after getting shut out the week before, right? (laughs) It has to. Yeah. I do appreciate that. that I didn't even think about that. And then not long ago, like the Chargers just won six nothing in Foxborough. Yeah. So you you go and I know that like there was some defensive touchdowns and whatnot, but you go from in one game holding Mac Jones to zero points, and then yeah. Aiden O'Connell and the Raiders put up sixty three on you, or whatever it was. I I just I I did the thing too, Scoots, where we were was watching Survivor with my wife, and I was like, you know, she she falls asleep. I'm like, so what am I gonna put on? I'm like, let me check the score. <laughs> it's forty two to nothing at halftime. I was like, well, I guess I'm not sweating out an under tonight. Wait, it was forty two <laughs> to nothing at halftime. Yeah, I mean, it's the most embarrassing. Like they should have tarmacked his ass, like Lane Kiffin. I thought, right? like, how do how do we not have a report that Brandon Staley's fired already? Like, what a joke. I really thought that I stayed up till halftime, but I went to bed when it was twenty-eight to nothing, so I didn't make it to halftime. <laughs> Holy smokes! Yeah, embarrassing. So instead, um, I turned on the SNL Christmas uh, special. They just do all the Christmas bits. That's it's good old-fashioned fun. You're you're a huge SNL guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, is it the is it the classic Christmas skits? Well, yeah, that's they they like mix them in with some of the newer and some of the old. Like um, the sweaty balls one is just one of the funniest. Classic. Like, yeah, I just if you've never, it, yeah, like you're just gonna laugh for five minutes. Like there's no there's no way around it. And it, I, I told TJ this off air, but they did something similar on the most recent SNL with Adam Driver. Over the weekend, um, where he's a chocolatier, and it it it's it's not as funny as Shreddy Balls, but it's 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 I was I was like cackling out loud. Very very good stuff. What's so, a what's a bigger SNL Christmas hit? The 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 sweaty ones or the the box reference? Um, um, so I was thinking about this while watching Scoots, and I have a new request. You have Country Music Thursdays, mm-hmm. and uh, just like that song in a box, the reason why that song was so funny too is it sounded like so many songs that I had on my MP3 player that I downloaded from LimeWire. So I would like to request that we we make LimeWire Wednesdays a thing where we play the kind of deep cuts from the the mid mid aughts that we were downloading illegally to uh, our parents and neighbors' parents' computers. I can maybe work way back w- way back Wednesday. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Way back Wednesday, Lamar Wednesday. If it doesn't have alliteration, I don't want it. We can uh, – well, lots of Soldier Boy. And uh, it, bonus points, I saw somebody, they made like a, a, a fake playlist kind of deal, and it had like the letters all like alternating caps lock and lowercase because that was just what you did for whatever reason. I don't yeah. I don't know why, but that – you had That was to, like how you did like sar- sarcasm, right? I guess, but I just thought it was – what you were They're supposed cool. to do? Oh yeah. well, yeah. I guess maybe it eventually turned into kind of because like the SpongeBob meme took it over eventually. It's my blank in a box. It was just catchy too. 
I remember like the, I, I, that was more popular because I had like ants that like you just wouldn't believe would do it. And they were like singing the song at Christmas. So it was a good time. All right. Hour number two will be a good time on Kentucky Roll Call. And we're going to get there right now on the Big X. See you. Run, run, Rudolph. Santa lets you make it in town. Santa make him hurry. Tell him he can take the freeway down. Over. Say over. I heard no family. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 at 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Hope you're having a great Friday. We appreciate you listening along. One more hour till the weekend, and it already feels like the holiday season for the most part. You're probably not giving it your all at work. Uh, Already probably have holiday parties, probably maybe have already had one. We had the KRC lunch yesterday. It was great, but it's not too late to finish your gift list or presents for the shoppers on your gift list at shadyrays.com polarized sunglasses affordable price save 40 percent with the promo code big x check them out that also goes for their two brick and mortar locations oxmore and out at the bluegrass shops use that promo code out there as well big x 40 percent off we love shady rays you do as well well bluegrass shops of the outlet we we do yeah we all we absolutely love there we never get the name wrong we no. don't love the big blue blocks but they are very much back Nick Roush I just oh man how do you mess up a floor how your your job is to make floors how do you make a floor that doesn't work you gonna take it back I don't TJ I'm a man I don't take things back. Like if I get it wrong, then you know what? I'm just not wearing it. Like, sorry. Like it's it's done. I don't take things back. You can't take the four back. If what what what's gonna happen with that floor? What are they gonna do with it? You're you're saying like I'm not gonna admit that like the floor may be messed up, but just deal with it. Yes. That's 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 how I would handle it. I would never take your it back. your voting record confirms get it yeah i mean imagine listeners all throughout kentucky are like dying, wow TJ, laughing that was that so ju- great that is wild they messed this up though How, everybody in america can get a basketball court right the, the the basketball tournament that they do in the summer they have no issue with the court at all these different places the nba the, nbc in, in season tournament they made 32 courts just like, like the, yeah, yeah just no like problem. it was nothing uh but uk for six years have been trying to get rid of those stupid big blue blocks and it hasn't really been six years but what it's been four five three whatever it's yeah, been they, they've been playing on the same actual surface since 2000 um when they went from well, the old ruined, up arena circle to like the big uk in the middle well way to go you ruined that surface by putting those stupid blocks on there i uh, hope hope you're happy and then they make a new one but they don't make it good enough and there's dead spots and it's and you lose to wilmington on it so it must be destroyed and they don't play again roush till like december 29th or yeah. something 
They they might. Do you think they they might be able to get one done by then, right? Well, I, I would I wouldn't think they would have made like this big to do if they could just get another one. But they're gonna go the second to the 29th, basically four weeks, nearly a month. And how long is it gonna take? Are we gonna have the the whole season with these with these nasty nasty blocks on there? Here's here's the part that also like what did you. Did you? How long did it take for you to find out that this four was bad, and why did it take two weeks to do anything about? it? Why would you play a game if it was? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and and here the thing too, the quotes were like, well, um, it wasn't the four. It wasn't like anything bad with it. It it didn't affect the game, but it is so bad that we need to get a new one. Like, made no like, sense. Yeah. Made yeah. no like, sense. And then the guy Ben Roberts talked to the guy, and he was like. In 30 years of doing this, I've never seen this before. It's like, yeah, I've never seen this before either. Like, yeah, I just can't. I, I do what? like to think the like idea is like, all right, you lost a Wilmington on this floor. Something's got to be wrong with it. Like it's got, it's got to be. Yeah, our team lost some more games. <laughs> yeah. It was the floor. <laughs> Oh man! The dead, spot, ever, the dead spots didn't impact UNC Wilmington though. They were okay. Played on a court that had dead spots, dude. I played at Mid America with the. I, I played on Mid America's court growing up. Well, that that was different. Where it that uh, was like the volleyball surface. Yeah, that was the worst surface ever to yeah. play basketball. Oh, there, there's no doubt about I'd it. I'd rather we, play on gravel or grass. We thought it was cool initially, but yeah, it was it was terrible. It was like uh, it's great on your knees, so much better, and it may actually be. But like, okay, don't play basketball on it. Though. Yeah. Play volleyball the the most fun so they would do do they still do hoop fest at the fairgrounds no i don't think so so you know that was a big deal um and one year like the main court so they had i don't know 20 hardwood courts in there let's just say um for hoop fest uh you know it was a pretty big basketball tournament and like the main court in the convention center that you got to play on was the freedom hall one but they had a bunch of other ones too that were kind of random blasts from the past. There was a Kentucky International Convention Center one that they played the uh, Elite Eight uh, for D2 tournament back in like the late 90s. So they have like a bunch of random fun courts in there. I think they had an old Rupp court. Um, but man, some of those, I remember one in particular being out, like dribbling at kind of the top of the key, maybe like five feet behind it in like, just bouncing the ball and it going like directly to the right. Like it was just like, what, whoa, whoa, hey, yo, what's going on over here? Uh, so, yeah, yeah, you can't, if that happens on a basketball court, you got to get the hell rid of it. But like, I just can't, I just don't understand how this happens. How can you, that, that comes in time, right? Like the, the bad things develop over time. I'm not a floor expert, but I just can't. How do you how do you stress test it and apparently have it ready before the year? Like it was sitting back there in storage, right? And they were just waiting for the volleyball season to end to put it out there. How is it not ready to roll? I just can't. It's baffling, absolutely baffling. My stepdad was in the hardwood floor business for the majority for a good chunk of his life. I'll 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 get the four one one. I'll see I'll good. see what can what what can okay. happen what could cause something like that. I like to think that just like Mitch Barnhart thought it was a little too much fun. Well, let's just the, dial back the fun a little bit. People liked it a little too much. 
the meme that you uh, shared was something else. Yeah, I forget who made that. I think maybe Buddy on Twitter made that. Uh, yeah, but the the Blair the Blair Mitch project. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's so funny. Uh, just really cracks me up. I, I love any chance I I get to to use that. But I certainly did not make it myself. Need to be clear about that. Get your text into the Thornton sex line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Yeah, it just kind of seems like a Mickey Mouse operation for in the introductions where it's like the gold standard, the greatest tradition in all of college basketball. Can't figure out how to get a court to work. UK. The six man, the eruption zone. Oh, oh need- man. I'm sorry, TJ, but somebody sent in the Louisville man and I'm just, uh, I got distracted because. To the text line? Yeah. And because it has been scrubbed from the internet. If you've noticed, one Rick Bozich, he's scrubbed all of his Twitter too. He's down to 68 tweets, even though he's been on Twitter since 2009. Yeah. Why'd he do um, that? I, I think he might have had a lot of old Kenny Payne tweets that he didn't want to look like a dingus. Um, yeah. But why would somebody that's, I heard that yesterday. I, I guess it was Rutherford talking about it. And I just don't understand why somebody of Rick Bozich's stature, as long as he's been doing this, why would he care about a take coming back to bite him? He's been doing this for so long. I, I can't understand it either. Um, we all know him and Kenny are boys and I get it, but like, Dude, just keep swinging your sword. Like you, you're exactly right, Scoots. Like, what do you have to? I mean, he's in the Kentucky and in and Indiana Sports Writing Hall of Fame. Like, what what are we doing? Why are we deleting tweets? Stand behind what uh, you posted. I think Mark Blankenbaker should be in the Journalism Hall of Fame for saying that uh, being a Louisville man does not mean win at all costs. In fact. We're, we're rather patient. Uh, you know what? You're so patient, Mark. Why don't you all just keep kidding around for another year? See if, <laughs> if that'll work. Scoots, I totally agree with you. What is Bozich doing? <laughs> just, just like, like, you'd that. expect that stuff, and, and no offense, but, like, you'd expect it maybe from, like, rummage and some fan media. But, like, Bozich, you're deleting tweets? What are you – like, you – or that's part of the reason why there's just a total distrust in journalists. Like Rick Bozich, you were one that people thought they could trust. And now you're going to go back and act like you didn't just do a campaign for Kitty Payne. I think if you look back at this Roush, I don't think these people are smart enough to be like super organized with this, but it, it does almost seem like Chris Mack was completely and totally sabotaged by a media by, by a media-driven campaign to get him out and Kenny Payne in. I think when you look back at it, and like Rutherford tweeted out a Tim Sullivan tweet being like, a prominent booster is wondering why they didn't check out Kenny Payne more. And that was when U of L was ranked seventh and had lost two games back-to-back. Like they were, they were wondering why they still had Chris Mack when they were a top-10 team in the country. Yeah. And then you started to have like Tim Sullivan and Jerry Eves and Rick Bozich and behind the scenes, how terrible things were at UofL. I I, I think you can almost connect the dots, but I I just don't think they're organized enough to make something like that happen. And like also those people don't matter enough, right? To, to, I mean, they got Kenny Payne hired, so they matter a little bit. They matter enough to actually get him hired, which like even when they hired him, it was a, it still was kind of a bad move on UofL's part. Yeah, I... he never. L hired somebody that had never been a head coach before. U of L, a place with three national championships, hired a coach no, that had no, never two, been a head coach. Two. Two. Oh, it, yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> come on. Come on, TJ. Slow down now. Multiple uh, national championships. But so yeah, like I, I'm with you kind of to an extent there. Like the the yes and no side of it. Um it, it felt like Josh Hurd's hands were kind of tied on both of his like recent two hires. It, I just I don't think that Tim Sullivan and Rick Bozich matter as much for fan perception as many other people do. That like your your Manguses, your Rutherfords of the world, like the, I think Nick Coffee's like those guys probably have a better feel on the fan base. But you're right in that uh, the Bozich and Sullivans were speaking for boosters and like all of the people who think they know better than everybody else that that think they run this town. The, the truth is, I know our audience doesn't care so much about like the inside happenings at the University of Louisville, but this was really set in motion when Rick Patino was hired, Roush. Yeah. This, this isn't a Denny guy. Like, what is going on here? And then when they didn't hire a Denny guy again in Mac, when they hired Chris Mac, that was like, all right. Mac all, those, was, all those former players just call up Sullivan. And Mac, Mac, Mac was never given a fair shake. It, it really, like, I don't know if, if, let's say he was still the coach and he made it through that bad season. Does, is UofL top 15 or anything like that? I don't know, but they're certainly a hell of a lot better than they are right now. I yeah, guarantee and, you that. And, and also, I, I think it, it, yes, things were going against Mac, but also Chris Mac did this to himself where he just, he wasn't able to, he didn't have the personality to handle things to handle adversity well. I mean, he 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 got out of recorder for Dino Gaudio and was like trying to play gotcha, you know. Like he he does not have the he he messed up on that. But then again, like you know, how should you handle your extortion attempts? What should you do in that spot? I mean, we learn it in radio, you know. Like that's that's uh, part when we meet with HR. I think that's one of the first things they go. All right, if you're going to be extorted, here's how you handle I mean, the situation. That, that, that has to be in their intro to the new coach, right? Like when they go through the orientation process, that's got to be like point one now. Just like, all right, you may think this is silly, but it has happened before. If you get um, uh, strippers coming to the dorm room, so we're out on those. We can't do those anymore. Uh, yeah. In the case of an extortion attempt, here's what we've done in the past. Our protocol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got they have extortion protocols now at UofL, which we got to get on Josh Hurd now. Um, his protocol for firing Kenny Payne, what is he doing? Wait, I think wait, it's, wait. it's going to be today. But, like, he, he had – we had a Jeff Goodman report that he was meeting with people and trying to discern what to do next, and it's like, what – Fire him. Like, what? That's what you do next. I don't know what you're what, – what do you – I don't – do it or don't. Like, what are you just taking your time with? Like, you can't – the longer it lingers, the longer it takes for people to move on. It's my stick in a box. No, I, I think uh, – I believe in the, like, idea that they were probably just figuring out who they want to make interim. Like, talk to the players who, you know – yeah, well then, yeah, talk to the players and then talk to Kenny and say, see you. Like, what do you like, – you should not have that – that report that Goodman put out is not helpful. That's worse. I know you're trying to act like he's like, well, we'll, we'll, we'll leak this to Goodman and it'll make it sound like we're doing something. No, that's worse. You're taking your time. Just do it already. Rip the Band-Aid off. I think today will be the day of major pain. <laughs> I mean, are they going to – are they going to try to uh... – News dump this too? Like what? I, Why not? Uh, 
Why not? Who cares? If you're Which, UofL, like, really, who cares? You just got caught lying on a statement two days ago. What else can go wrong? Exactly. <laughs> I, I love to um, uh, that Nick Coffey tweeted out a Kenny Payne uh, video of him at Kentucky. Yeah, and he's I like, meant to watch that this the, morning. He's like, how is this the same person? It's like, it's pretty clear he's wearing a Louisville shirt. Like, that's that's what happens when you go to that program. It just sucks what was, you in. What was the, the extent? What was the extent of that clip? I'll, I meant to watch it. I mean, it was, it was the Kenny that we knew at UK. Where, like yesterday, um, it was supposed to be Cal's turn to preview North Carolina, and instead he's like, "Bruiser, you go do it." Um, and everybody's like, "Oh no, we've got Bruiser. What's he going to say?" Oh, here's something that'll make people mad. Whereas back in the day, he would sub Kenny in, and we'd be like, "Yes." Kenny's coming to the podium. He's great. Like, he's finally going to give us something good. And when he would it, – it was one of those instances, too, where, like, when he, quote-unquote, holds players accountable at UofL, it just sounds like he's throwing them under the bus. But, like, there it was one of those, like, you know, you got to want to – it really wasn't completely different. It's just the delivery in which he had. And also, he had good players. So, like – it doesn't come off as bad, but it was just like charismatic Kenny when he was being at his best, holding guys accountable and talking about how how to play winning basketball, all that sort of stuff. Admittedly, and it kind of goes back to like Scoots, whoever the next coach is just needs to get him to play harder. It's hard to play hard when you just know you stink. And it's hard to be happy and like be charismatic when you won four games last year. And it's at no fault to anybody but himself. Like, it, it is hard to do as poorly as a job at a place like the University of Louisville that Kenny has done. Um, but I do, you know, he's probably not in a, he's probably not the happiest he's ever been in his life right now. So, you know, yeah. we hang in there, Kenny. Better days ahead. You just yeah. not, you weren't cut out to be the, I, the head coach. And you know what, TJ? There's part of me that uh, I, I was, I was having trouble uh, getting my mind around your, like, why would you ever hire a, a uh, guy who's never been a head coach before. And I know Rutherford is very much taking a victory lap on this because he does have receipts on saying that Kenny Payne would be a disaster. I Maybe Kenny was destined to be a disaster, but I don't think it's silly to think that a guy that had his resume should be good because Tommy Lloyd had almost the same resume. Right, and look what he's doing at Arizona, a program with national championships. Yeah, but uh, admittedly, Tommy Lloyd was always thought to be like the basketball mind, where Kenny was always thought to be the recruiter. True, but he but, was but, the player. But, he was the player development guy too for the bigs that all got drafted. Right, like I mean, they were <laughs> top five guys, but uh, yeah, but he was never thought to be like, well, you know, in game, it's actually Kenny and Cal's ear telling them what to how to counter well, this or that. Who is the basketball man at UK? John Welsh. We're <laughs> back, baby. Uh, now it is. We're uh, back. You we got, got a Robic replacement. You got they, a, the got answer the, was Robic. Got the yeah. Robic replacement, but um, no, I, I, I that's a that's a good example. I just I also think U of L is a better program than Arizona. Um, True, I would agree. And, but, I thought, but, I, and I thought I thought Kenny Payne would get players. I'm I'm very I'm very 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 wrong about that. Like I remember being like I have no idea if he can coach. I don't know if he's going to win a lot of games. I don't know if it's going to be successful. But he will get players. Like he will get really 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 good players. And that never happened. Well, he's not recruiting. Yeah. You got to recruit <laughs> to get players. Well, and I was shocked how poorly he did in the portal. I don't know if it like I can't. He had everything to sell. 
And supposedly, according to Ty Spalding, they didn't even go after Davion McKnight. He'd be U of L's best player yeah. by country mile today, and he wasn't even that good of a player. When he, I saw Ty Spalding share that, I was like, I mean, yeah, I, how could you have any confidence that that guy can do anything if he's not doing the bare minimum in and the they portal? Got, your big addition was a dude who quit on his team at Illinois and like has bounced around a million different places. And no disrespect to Sky Clark, but like he's also not that great. And then yeah. you get that dude from Miami that literally nobody's heard about, and like that was one of your good polls. It is hard to do as poorly as he did. I, I cannot express that yeah. enough. There's been only one edition where I've been like, oh, okay. And um, it was Brandon Huntley Hatfield. And even then, you were like, well, there's a reason he's going to Louisville. And he's been solid. He's, he's yeah. actually had some good games. I, I think his thing is he can't really play in a system all that well. And the good news is Kenny Payne doesn't have a system. So it's it's perf- it's a perfect fit for him. But he's played hard uh, at, at what Scoots is asking for is he's done a lot of that. I don't know if he's played as hard on the defensive end, but offensive, he's he works. He works the, the glass as well. He's been solid. I So I just wonder, what is the Yum Center going to look like in six days? Uh, yeah. Who's I, on the sideline? I kind of want to go Sunday. If I didn't have – I've got to do the site at some point. But I want Kenny to still be around so we can have the worst coaching matchup in the history of American college basketball. Um, because Wow, it's pretty harsh on Calipari. On Sunday. Oh. Okay. Pepperdine. Lorenzo Romar coaches Pepperdine. Which wow. I learned that while listening to Mike and Trevor yesterday. That is – the Spider-Man meme um, of all Spider-Man memes, right? That's a di- that's re- disrespectful to Lorenzo. He's had tournament runs. I think he's won a conference championship before. Really? Well, I, think so. I mean, he was he was there so long that maybe there was some good early on that I didn't remember. But the end was just woof. Buzz, your girlfriend. <laughs> woof. Let's see. Uh, he got to the Sweet 16. He went to several Sweet 16s. Three really? Sweet 16s. Kenny Payne, not a, he could coach for 56 years, and he wouldn't get to the Sweet 16. No offense, Kenny. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. I mean, yeah, he his last uh, – I didn't realize so, that he had coached as long as he did at Washington. They went um, to the second round in 2011, and then he got fired after 2017, and they had not been to the NCAA tournament since that 11 run. So that's ridiculous. Yeah, okay. he deserved to get let go. The end was really, really I, bad. I, I just remember the end, and that was, yeah, an abomination. Um, but at Pepperdine, though, he won the CBI in 21. Oh. Hasn't had wow. a winning record otherwise, though. Well, and let's not forget, Ooh. they play in that tough West Coast Conference with Gonzaga, so. Hmm. What a joke. Yeah, that's real gauntlet. <laughs> Pepperdine, um, their campus, like I how do you go to class? I guess the campus draws you in to go to class, but I mean that's not even it's Pepperdine, people that go to Pepperdine don't live real life. That's not they can't be a real world. Just Google a picture of it, Scoots. It's it's miraculous. Um uh, Good enough, Pepperdine. Suck it, Pepperdine. A texter says, Cohen was good enough. Oh, we read that. Cohen was good enough to hang 30 on your uncle, blogger boy. I agree with the blue jersey, silver pants combo being nice for the Giants, but I'm a little biased with the all whites for the Cowboys that they wore Sunday night. I like those much more than the navy silver unis that they're infamous for. You mean the navy greenish gross turquoise is what you mean. And I agree with you. 
And I don't like the Cowboys. I'll give them a compliment, though. They may have, like, the most iconic logo in all of sports. Just yeah. the star, you know? Yeah, I, but I, I, I just – I love their uh, stars on the sleeves of the blue jerseys that they'll pull out for, like, Thanksgiving. I think those are awesome. I, I wish they – they're, like, for me, they're like LSU in that I wish they wore their dark-colored jersey at home more often. Like, I'm, the LSU purple jersey is – freaking awesome and they Get never the wear it stupid green tinted pants away and everything else i agree with like i like those jerseys you're talking about just get the pants away they're horrible tj i don't you know want, if i want the cowboys to take their pants off I, I don't know if i agree with your assessment of the most powerful logo it's got to be yankees right i think it's, i mean the cowboys are like a literal star you see a star just otherwise and you i mean at least i do like you briefly think about how Des didn't catch that football <laughs> yeah i mean he didn't catch the football and they didn't call it because they got it right. A texter says, I didn't state a single opinion. Everything everything I said was fact. Six wins, one turnover for Jordan Love. Seven Packers losses, 11 turnovers from Love. Throws to wide receivers, twos and threes, slow running backs, banged up offensive line. Well, banged up everything. Rookie tied in. You're basing an opinion about a certain coach and crying over a loss that happened years ago. But it's so it's so disqualifying yeah, yeah, when you're yeah, so texture. dumb. Like, he made the worst – I mean – like it, it. If you can make a decision that poorly in that moment, you're making terrible ones along the way. I mean, I watch Green Bay every Sunday. I haven't missed a Packers game in like my entire life. He's not a good football coach. And secondly, it is an opinion. You can put out those stats, but it is opinion to say that like none of that is based on the coach. Why is he putting Jordan Love in a position where a turnover is costing Green Bay the game? Uh, you know, all that can fall back on the coach, but we're not doing any more Matt LaFleur no, no, talk. I'm right. so sick of Matt I, LaFleur I, I, talk. I would just say, TJ, that I'm not a Packers fan, and if you rank, like, the worst coaching mistakes in the history of sport, like, Matt LaFleur's is he, definitely he, in the conversation. He literally that, like, might kneeled, be number one. He basically kneeled away an NFC championship game. And that's what you. that's what he did. You're really eight yards away and needing a touchdown, and you said, like, you know what? We've got 120 seconds. That's enough time to need a touchdown from a much further distance away. It's as idiotic as a coaching decision as possible. A texter it, on the Thornton. Oh, go ahead. I, I was just to say, of other bad coaching decisions, like I'm trying to think of some of them, but it's like Patino not putting somebody on the ball. Like you can justify it by being like, well, you know, it, the process wouldn't be bad if the result was different because there was two guys on Leitner. He's, they just played bad defense, right? And he just scored over them. Um, what, so it's like I'm trying to. What about the Seahawks of, throwing the ball in that Super Bowl? So that one, uh, yeah, that one's worse. Um, now, I don't think that's worse than the Lafleur decision. You don't? I think Lafleur kicking that field goal is the dumbest decision in the history of sports. It could at least be talked into, um, like situationally, on third down, because that was the on second or third down when they threw that pick in the end yeah, zone. Yeah, I think it was like, third. Yeah, so like you could throw it and stop the clock and still have time to run your play, whereas if you ran it, you're running to the line if you don't get it. And then somebody's even draw like I've seen somebody diagram to play, and they're like, yeah, like he just read it wrong. Like that, it wasn't there. He shouldn't have thrown it. Like Yeah. So, yeah, I could even – I because I'm – No, like that's the thing is that – that was a horrible call. It was horrible for Russell Wilson to throw it. Like, you know, it was really, really bad all around. But, you, you, yeah, there's logic behind it. Like, Russell, hey, that plays there. If he makes that quick slant, you just you zip it in there right into his stomach, boom, touchdown, game's over. Uh, 
but you can't throw it if it's not there and it wasn't there and he threw it anyways. It was bad. It was bad all around. You just needed to hand it off to Marshawn Lynch, who was like the biggest workhorse in the NFL at that time, and they didn't do it. But still, you didn't throw the game away. I mean, you didn't at least throw the game away with the decision itself. It was actually right, play right. on the field that See, threw the that, game away. You never gave yourself a with, chance in Green Bay. And that's the part with that decision is there's so few – like usually there is like some sort of execution thing that also falls on the players, but that's one that's purely just like a terrible coaching decision. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. curious your opinion on this next text. Kelly Craft welcoming a UK player on Twitter that she paid for is the devil's work, and I'm all here for it. <laughs> who did she uh welcome uh was that the running back maybe chip potentially i don't know somebody and i had a very similar thought of like how do i this is almost like when you see how your sausage is made to an extent like it just kind of makes you feel like grossed out a little bit but on the flip side i guess you know if i was buying buying things I'm, yeah. I'm gonna do whatever i want i can show it off right why wouldn't you um I think it's a great idea, which it was we had. Chip. Yeah, she just said, welcome to the welcome to the big blue nation. And she tagged him in it. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> she uh, or no, not she, but he was uh, him and Brian Robinson were hanging out yesterday with uh, Vince Merrill, Mark Stoops and uh, Vince ended up having a pretty busy day. Maybe we can take a break and discuss on the other side. Yeah, we have a lot of text, though, Roush. We need to we need to really get through these. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I just, I'm gonna, I'm teasing something. I'll, I know. I'll I, look, I'll, I look forward to, it, but we really got to rip through these texts before the long week, or not the long weekend, before the weekend. I'd be, it'd be nice if it was a long weekend. I think the following is the next. Yeah, the week after that's gonna be a long weekend. That'll be cool. One final segment, Kentucky roll call coming up next here on Big oh, Exports Radio. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kaling. We go 7 to 9 Monday through Friday. Replay of the show 9 to 11. And you can listen wherever you get your podcast. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. We've got a Twitter page, a community. If you want to join that, just search Kentucky Roll Call. We're on Facebook. We've got a little Facebook page also and an Instagram. That's a, a good time. Seems like all the kids are on Instagram these days, Roush. Dion Walker was asking for 9,000 followers on Instagram. That's the least we can do, folks, if we make sure we want to yeah. keep him around for a final season in, in Lexington. But uh, go give Dion a, fo- a follow. Yeah, and give, a, and give us a follow as well. And go ahead and follow Salsaritas on Instagram. You can see all their delicious food. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews. Download that app. Keep them in mind for all your holiday parties. New Year's Eve, too, if you're getting a, a get-together. And then why not have wildly addictive chips the following day for all the football on New Year's Day? Keep that in mind. Keep Salsaritas in mind for dinner, lunch, whatever it may be. Double points after 6 o'clock. Up until the new year, we love Salsaritas. You do as well. It is so good, and we mean that. Text into the Thornton's text line. And, Roush, I didn't mean – like, you can talk about whatever you want. 
I was talking more to myself. We just cannot get into like Matt yeah. LaFleur dialogue any any further. So Matt LaFleur. Uh, uh, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, Tennessee really coming hard after Willie Rodriguez. Um, yesterday, there was a report from our on three site VolQuest that Rodriguez is in fact officially visiting Tennessee this weekend, which is the final weekend for recruiting in this cycle. That would be significant. Rodriguez has been committed since June. I think Tennessee gave him an offer last week. Kentucky's been pretty confident that, like, no matter, regardless of the late interest, they were going to be able to sign him on Wednesday. Um, but, yeah, it was apparent that, that his interest in the Vols was real, so much so that Vince went up and traveled to see Willie last night. So I haven't gotten any confirmation one way or another if that if they convinced him to cancel that official visit, but it's uh, it's pretty clear that Kentucky was surprised by that development. They did not think there was any significant interest in Tennessee at all, and uh, yeah, it, weren't weren't too happy to hear about that. So that that would not be great, Bob. Not be great, Bob. So how do you think it plays out? That's what, everybody uh, wa- that's what everybody wants to know. Ultimately, if anybody else was in charge of recruiting this guy, I would be worried, but it's it's Vince, and he's, you know, say what you want about him. He's got a pretty good track record in this stuff, so the day I start doubting him, is it's a it's a bad day. Um, so, yeah, I would um, – yeah, I, I would go ahead and trust Vince to to lock this one up. I just I, I I wasn't. It's not good when they get surprised like that this late in the game. And it's also for what it's worth, it's not good that I like I've heard about zero visits this weekend. Now, granted, UK has been obnoxiously quiet to the point that anytime I report anything, I'll get a text like, "Where are you hearing that from?" Because they don't want anything out. Which like a big old suck it to you guys for operating that way. Like, I get it. You want things to be quiet. You think you can get more done. But, like, dude, just tell us who's visiting this weekend. Uh, last week, we knew more because wide receivers are a little bit more chatty. Um, but one of the tackles they were pursuing is going to be at TCU this weekend. We mentioned that Indiana guy. So, yeah, I don't, I don't really know. I don't really know what's going to happen. And this used to be the biggest recruiting weekend of the year because it was the – you would get all of your high school kids as like one final weekend to galvanize the class, come together before signing day. Um, they did that last week with all their committed guys. So I don't, I don't know who's it going to be, what's it's going to be um, for this final weekend. So, so you don't think the in-home visit last night is going to cancel the official visit this weekend? I, I, I don't have it confirmed. I'm, I'm optimistic, but I haven't gotten that confirmed one way or the other. Okay. All right. Well. Interesting times. Uh, I, I agree with you. I think Vince has deserved the benefit of the doubt, and hopefully we get like a Kelly Craft tweet here soon enough. Like, happy you're sticking with the caps, Willie. And then we know. We, we know what went down. We look forward to that. But, okay, uh, what else we got on the football front? Uh, bowl practice begins today. Um, graduation is today, so a lot of guys are going to walk. And then once they get their diplomas, it's time to hit the gridiron. Stoops is going to talk. So you'll get bowl practice today, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of next week. And then I think they tell, they take a break for a few days for Christmas and they're traveling to Jacksonville on Christmas day. Um, and so, well, I think I'll be getting down there the 27th, something like that. Um, so yeah, um, you'll, you'll hear from soups this afternoon. 
Scoots was graduating college one of the top five days of your life. Uh, I didn't walk. I think I've told this yeah, story before. You did, but just like, you know, when you were de- like, I'm a graduate, I'm done. Was that a was that a good moment? I mean, yeah, I think at the end of the day, you had to feel proud of your accomplishments, but it was also the smack in the face, like, hey, you're about to go into the real world. And I, I don't know that the day I graduated college, I knew all that that entailed. I, I didn't like I hadn't I hadn't planned anything out in terms of like paying bills, paying rent, car payment, insurance. Like I, I, I my headspace was not in the mindset of that. So I, I knew I was going to go into the real world. It was it was pretty scary, to be honest with you. And you said, you know what? I'm just going to win the lottery. That will take care of a lot of my issues. That was four years later. But yeah, it, well, took, it takes time to took, win the lottery. Took care of a lot of my issues. I can confirm. It takes time to win the lottery, as we're finding out with Lottery Club. No kidding. And it helps to have a mom that's in part of the corporation. I'm winning tomorrow. Telling you all that right now. Well, I thought we were going to win big on Keno, but Spears' numbers just never came up. <laughs> Not, I don't even think once. No, no I don't think one, Spears. He hit it. Well, one time, one time did because he was like, all right, mom, there it is. <laughs> Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton's text line. A texter on the Thornton's text line. Uh, I don't know. Um, uh, looking forward to seeing old chip off the block next year. The crow. Okay, see myself out. Um, chip off the old chip off the old Brock. Ah, there we. Go. Okay, cool. That's fun. I like that. Uh, it's nice to have Kyle Tucker texting into the Thornton's text line. You all a bit hesitant on the fact that we're all going all in on backups versus guys who have proven themselves as starters. Uh, it's not totally true for what it's worth. Right. But, um, like I think they're going to mixture, uh, Brock and chip were backups, but Macklin was the number one guy, like number one weapon that North Texas had. So like, I, cause like Louisville, it feels like Louisville's doing the, like, we're just going to go all in on like Sunbelt guys and hope that they can play at this level, which I mean, the ACC and the Sunbelt, they're like the same thing. Right. So. Um, actually I think Sunbelt's better. Um, if I were, if you were to make me pick on like which games I would rather watch, I would definitely rather watch Sunbelt football than ACC football, but that's what they're doing. Um, with a, maybe a few sprinkled in, but I know they're in on a South Alabama receiver. Like it's usually lower level guys. Uh, whereas like Kentucky's like, no, we'll take some of these, these second ones, um, which I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. That came yeah. from Ohio state and Georgia for what it's worth. That's right, exactly. Like pretty good backup. A little I would bit different. Say. Yeah. Hello, friends. Uh, I have a few things. First, I moved to Greensboro, North Carolina back in July, so the game on Saturday is now my Super Bowl. I work and go to the gym with UNC fans everywhere. I will be the most obnoxious ass if we win. Also, I spent six weeks in Japan for a couple work months ago. The bullet trains are awesome. I get from Hiroshima to Tokyo in a couple hours. They're 500 miles apart or a 10-11 hour drive. Wow. Lastly, I'm 29 and losing my hair badly. I'm seriously considering the hair restoration surgery route. Why can women get plastic surgery and augment their bodies and it's normal, but it's weird for men to get their own hair back where it used to be. Normalized hair restoration for men. No, it is normal. You just got to do it before it's too, like, patent. Like, you can't go from, like, a full, like, a horseshoe to a full head of hair. You know, like, you got to get it before the balding is too bad. I think that's where it's at. First off, uh, I've got a buddy who's going to move to Japan for work. I should get him in touch with you so you can give him some some pointers. He's he's super excited about it. So 
Uh, it sounds like you didn't you didn't hate it. And secondly, do whatever makes people happy at the end of the day. I just I don't want something about me to be fake, Roush. And I get people some people don't care, and that's great if you don't care. But like if I had a good head of hair and people were like, man, he's a good looking guy, and mainly because of that head of hair, it, it would feel just you know, superficial. Like it's not it's not really you. And I say this frequently on the radio show, not trying to be too morbid, but we all know how this ends for all of us. Like it's if we live a good long life, we're not going to die looking amazing. So so where do you really draw the line? Like when do you want to yeah. start aging? Like when do you want to start looking older? I get it if you're in your late 20s, you're saying like, well not right now necessarily, but who cares, you know? You're you're you. You only get one body. You can't control the things you can't control. And you may say, well, this is something I can control. Then do it. I just don't think, you know, when you see people that you clearly know work has been done to them, I, I don't I don't think it looks all that great all the time. I think there are some exceptions to that. But two, it's just like, oh, man, that kind of makes me sad. They felt like they needed this yeah, to be better. That, yeah, that that's usually where I fall, especially like, uh, it's usually attractive women on TV where you're like, why did you, you, you were. Yeah. Like, Jennifer Aniston has gotten a lot of work done recently. And I'm like, Jen, just age. Like, it's cool. Like you're, you're still beautiful. You don't need to do that, but you know what, whatever makes her, you feel good. Exactly. Do what makes you happy. Do yes. what makes you happy. I'll never do that, but do what makes you happy. <laughs> um, a plumbly bro wants to let us know that Howland's Latin won its first ever district game in school Wait. history last night, beating Afferton. Hatherton 46-42, a defensive clinic. Go Highlanders. Way to go. Congrats, Plumley bro. Honestly, it's almost like it seems like Kenny's trying to lose. Yeah, it really kind of did. Win seven of your eight home games, lose to Georgia, win over Florida on the road, steal one against Tennessee. Nobody's telling me that nine wins isn't on the table. Love the attitude. That'd be very yeah. impressive. Yeah, it's just, you know, winning at home. Like you got you to gotta go out and do it. Easier said than done. Louisville's going to have to make a coaching change. At this point, the Cards basketball is teetering on the edge of no return and basketball irrelevance. People don't expect them to win games anymore. Uh, they're just the they're just the college, they're the joke of college basketball. And mm -hmm. like while we like, you know, punching little brother, it is kind of I mean, it's it's beyond ugly at this point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, this is when you know it's bad. The TV announcer said during the game, well, this is embarrassing for Louisville. They are not even trying. I know they saved $2 million if they wait until March, but they can't wait that long. Holy smokes, this is sad. And we mentioned it yesterday, but when the broadcasters start turning on you, like you're just, there's there's no hope. Like you're, you're done. Stick a fork in it. Texter says the only time Louisville looked good was up in New York, so maybe the fan base is to blame. They don't show up, and then the team plays bad. Fill up the – scum bucket and this never happens uh salt lake city brian sent in the louisville man one as roush already mentioned only one man can save louisville basketball it's a picture of coach carter <laughs> Trilly, so dumb we have to say that dude's stupid handle name well you know we do though uh scoots deserves more praise than everyone on the show he carries cj and nick like the giant's wife carried Tormund uh around in game of thrones yeah my like back starting back starting to hurt <clears throat> Did you have to walk up a hill playing golf or something? No, carrying you all, all the time. I know. I got the joke, so I just came back and made a joke because you were sore <laughs> that one time having to walk up that hill. We were like, oh, you walk? That's good. And you are like, no, no, I got a cart, but it was a cart path only. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever it was. Part three. 
A texter says, has Kentucky ever played a non-conference quad four road game? They will a week from tonight. Wild time in Cardinal land. <laughs> oh, gosh. I saw uh, somebody like did, made this graphic of like projected quad one wins. And Louisville, it was just like 60% chance that it was zero. or so, It was just ridiculous. That's, <laughs> like, way, that's way too low. Yeah. Um, it should that's, be higher. You're exactly right. Who, um, Rush, what quarter should we keep an eye on in the portal? We need at least one. Yeah, I'm not not really sure. Not really sure. Don't like that Brad White and Chris Collins are following a lot of <laughs> FCS guys. Like, let's let's maybe not recruit FCS guys. Surely, Shirley Donovan is Indiana Mike is Dan Issel. <laughs> that's a long time KRC listener. Yeah, that really is. That's a that's a quite a callback. <laughs> Scoots, do you remember that? Do you do you remember that at all? No, you even around for that? I must not have been with you all for that. No, Indiana Mike used to call in every so often, and okay. we just take his like you know we're not a big call show, but we were like, why not? We'll we'll take it. And he would have some like random rumors scoop. and scoop, and we'd be like, all right, well that's that's good. Do we should we trust your sources? And he'd be like, yeah, I can't say who it is. And we're like, that's fine, but are they good sources? And he'd be like, yeah, it was Dan Issel. I was talking to Dan. And we're like, <laughs> no. well, the, the The really funny one was when he was like, uh, yeah, no, he was Mike Pratt. Like, he knows. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he gave it up pretty easy, Scoots. He gave it up real easy. That's funny. Hmm? Nobody? Nobody. Imagine being a guy like Rouse. Oh, we read that one yesterday. Saying the beauty on my way. Uh, saw this beauty on my way up 65 North coming out of Fishers in Indiana. And it was this truck. It's a picture of a truck. And on the truck, it just says no Roush, like written in tape or something like that. Uh, it's pretty weird. And I think it's spelled correctly, Roush. So really an anti Roush vehicle. Wow. Nice. And this person had not texted in since uh, January 2021. And they were complaining about ASCII playing too much. <laughs> and before that, they hadn't texted in sept September 2020. And they were complaining about Trevor not showing up to work when the Eagles lost. So just a just some blast from the past for Kentucky roll call here in the last two minutes. Huh, nothing's changed. Yeah, you're right. You're <laughs> right. That's uh, a great point. Uh, but thanks for texting that in. Breaking news. Oh, we read that one, Sean. Oh, Robert, I know this isn't true at all, but part of me thinks that U of L is holding on to KP till after the UK game so Cal doesn't run it up too much on them. If they fire Kenny before the game, there's no stopping Cal from winning that game by legitimately 50. Yeah, I said as much on Twitter, and I think we've talked about like these scenarios on the show, Roush. It puts U of L in a little bit of a pickle because if you do have Kenny, that place is all blue. You're gonna you're gonna lose definitively. You're going to get this sarcastic chant from UK fans when Kenny's introduced, which would just be like salt in the wound. And, but you're probably not having Cal wanting to win by 40 points. But if U of L fires Kenny, Cal has always said he's very anti firing a coach middle of the year. So that's just like a stance he has off the jump, let alone it being his guy, let alone is like Wagner still on staff? Is he still around? Is he still staying out? Is he not hanging out? because I can't imagine he'd be thrilled with Kenny getting fired in the middle of the year. If they do fire him, I could see Cal being like, all right, we've got an arena full of UK fans. They're Goober Nolan Smith, who talked trash to us about the draft last year or two years ago, whenever that was when he did that. It was so dumb. 
coaches that show up at the draft, they're making them about them. Well, Nolan, you're never going to have to worry about it. You're never going to have to worry about whether or not you show up to the draft and you're on camera or not. So if it's Nolan Smith, I could see Cal wanting to win that game by 50 points, Roush. Yeah. Um, and I kind of want him to do it. So I think that's actually, I actually do think that that was considered for a while, but they just can't like, the, it, it's not, you worth can't, it well, yeah, you can't do it anymore. Right. I agree. Right. And you may get a few more U of L fans in the seats for that game and moving forward. Good evening, my friends, Alex from Colga. I know I, y'all joked about it when his tenure began, but at this point, are we entirely confident that Kenny Payne is in fact, not a Kentucky plant slash spy. Also, how long before Kenny is an analyst on Calipari staff? Hopefully it's immediately bring him in as an analyst as soon as you want to. I, I think Kenny's going to take that buyout money and go hang on the golf course for a while. Lay low. I, mean, I think I, probably he so, looks, but it, he looks pretty, um, Pretty miserable. But if UK wants to bring him back, I'd be totally okay with that. The reason Kenny's not a real plant, I know we're just having fun with that anyways, is like, why would UK need to do that anyways? They were dominating. It, it would be like, it's it's kind of like Bill Belichick is doing the best job tanking right now for the Patriots. Kenny Payne, best tanker in the best plant in the history of college basketball. Somebody suggests uh, L should hire Johnny Hustle. Hear me out, Louisville interim, interim head coach Jack Harlow. Yeah, yep. We, Scoot's out here doing Christmas ride ad reads when the jerk of a Grinch hasn't got his family a present in a decade. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good text. Oh, that's a beautiful text. I agree with Roush to hell with Outback, Texas Roadhouse, or Bust. Now give me those damn cinnamon rolls, or rolls and cinnamon butter. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Wild take, dead spots on the floor, but don't fix the court. Um, no, we're saying how did the dead Roush, spots get there? Roush, they're talking about how you were like, I am i don't change. I just leave it out there. You got to just roll with it. He was being sarcastic. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, Scoot's Platinum Christmas album. Scooter Claus is coming to town, <laughs> rocking around the Walmart parking lot. Oh, little old town of Pekin. I saw Gil kissing Santa Claus. <laughs> By the way, have oh, you all man. have you all this heard so the Scoots hater on Rutherford show? Yeah. Scoots hater, Gil supporter. That's pretty funny. <laughs> Bo- Bozich needs to come onto the show and debate Scoots. It'd be a fun segment. Yeah, I'm all for that. Oh, I'd be in. I love Bozich. I actually texted Actually, texted Spears. I was like, can we get Bozich on today? Figure out why he's deleting tweets. He hasn't responded. Really bad look. Spears and Bozich are buds, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Big time. Slow down. Katina Powell won that third one. That's true. Ooh, did Uh, Kenny Payne win those games? Many uh, people are asking. I saw Gil kissing Santa Claus. A little old town of Pekin. (laughs) Oh, man. Scoots last night, too. Um, asking uh, asking us for tickets for somebody not named Gil, and it turns out it was Gil. I'm like, who are you talking about? <laughs> and he was in. You were like, well, here's some. These look pretty good. And then he was like, well, I'm not so much. I'm like looking for for tickets to be given to me. <laughs> no, I just want them at a discounted price, and I don't want to sit in the nosebleeds. That's it. <laughs> They're just go to the game, Scoots. I might just get tickets. Just get in the building. Who cares? We got a few more texts. I feel the same way when the ladies all talk about my super abilities. I have a personality too. Big blue drew here. Someone with great hair and little substance. I don't appreciate TJ's monologue. (laughs) (laughs) 
TJ, it seems like you're not pumped for the Polar Express. If you're bummed about missing games, just wait until the kids start youth sports. Ask Roush about that one. I'm pumped. No, it has nothing to do about that. Like I'm gonna, I wish I was getting to go to Atlanta and that'd be a good time, but I'm not going to. So it is what it is. It's just like the I think the Polar Express is just gonna be a zoo. We've got we're gonna have like 40 people in our family there. It's gonna be wild, but we'll have fun. It's just a radio bit. We'll have fun. Uh, I, I think Kentucky wins 90 to 82. I'm taking the over. Uh, go Cats, uh, Justin Edwards' breakout game, finally. I'm, wow. I'm going to call it until it happens. Roush didn't pick a win. Uh-oh. Scoots? 80-73, uh, Cats. Okay. Everybody have a good weekend. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big oh. Exports Radio. We'll see you on Monday. Those bells jingle, jangle. Oh, what a beautiful sight. So jump in.